If you've ever wondered whether your child is highly sensitive, this episode is for you. We're going to talk about five not-so-obvious signs to look for, and I'm going to share where I've been and where this podcast is headed. Let's do this. Parenting is the hardest job ever, and parenting a highly sensitive child who's struggling can feel downright impossible. If you're suffering through endless meltdowns, walking on eggshells, and losing sleep worrying, you've landed in the right place. Because I'm here to help you feel good about parenting your highly sensitive child. I'm Dr. Hillary, clinical psychologist and mom of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where I help you make sense of your child's challenging behaviors and build resilience in the face of their big emotions. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to turn your child's sensitivity into their superpower. Hey friend, welcome back to Raised Resilient. I'm your host, Dr. Hillary, and I am so glad to be back on this podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. This was a much longer break than I was thinking I would take. I was actually just listening back to the last episode I did back in August, and I said I was going to be gone maybe four to six weeks, and here we are six months later. So that was a much longer break than I expected, but... I am back and I could not be more excited to be here. And so let me just tell you a little bit about what has been going on in the last six months in my life and in my business, because I think you're going to want to hear this. Well, first of all, just an update on my mom. Her hip replacement went beautifully, but like I said in the last episode, she is definitely going to need the other one replaced. And so she is scheduled to do that in April. And so after that happens, we are pretty sure she's going to return to her full mobility, which is so exciting. And I also created over these past six months an amazing and transformational group coaching program for parents of highly sensitive kids who are struggling. Y'all, I am so proud of this program. I am so blown away by the results my clients are getting and the complete family dynamic transformations people are experiencing in as little as eight weeks. It's wild. And in doing this work, in building this program, in talking to dozens of parents who are struggling to raise their highly sensitive child in a way that feels good, and in getting countless DMs and emails from you all asking, can you do more content specific to raising highly sensitive, deeply feeling, emotionally intense kids? I am realizing that there is a huge gap in the parenting space when it comes to highly sensitive kids and understanding and parenting our highly sensitive kids. If you're raising one of these kids, you know that typical parenting strategies often fall flat and that can leave you wondering, what am I supposed to do? Now, if you listen to my previous episodes, I almost always would give a caveat. Now, if you have a highly sensitive, deeply feeling kid, this is what you might try instead. So I tried to give you some thoughts about how to apply some of the strategies I talked about to your highly sensitive kids. But I have just become so passionate in creating this program and working side by side and hand in hand with parents who are struggling to raise their highly sensitive kids that I have decided to build Raised Resilient as a brand around supporting parents of highly sensitive kids. And I could not be more passionate or excited about this shift. Like this is such the right direction for Raised Resilient. And I am so excited to offer specialized support to parents of highly sensitive kids who are struggling. 
And so this podcast is now going to take that focus as well. So we're going to talk about parenting and we're going to talk about parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. But we're going to talk about specifically how this applies to raising highly sensitive kids. So if that's you, if you're raising a highly sensitive child, especially if your child is struggling with constant meltdowns, if you feel like you have to walk on eggshells to avoid yet another meltdown, if they're dealing with aggressive behaviors, unkind words, if you just feel like your entire family dynamic is affected by your child's emotions, then get excited because this podcast is about to get so incredibly helpful. And on the flip side, if you're raising a child that you don't think is highly sensitive, maybe you're a longtime listener and you've loved the podcast and how helpful it's been to you, well, you should get excited too. Because here's a little secret that nobody tells you about parenting highly sensitive kids and the strategies that work for parenting highly sensitive kids. Every single strategy that I am going to teach you that will help you parent your highly sensitive child effectively is also going to be applicable to kids who are less sensitive. Okay, so the strategies, the perspective shifts, everything I talk about on this podcast is still going to be relevant and game-changing for you. It's just that for our highly sensitive kids, these strategies are necessary. They are a lifeline, okay? So I hope that whether or not you resonate with the idea of raising a highly sensitive child that you stick around because this podcast is going to be so helpful either way. And then as I mentioned in my last episode before my break, I would love to add a second weekly episode and make it kind of a glimpse into my real life parenting world, my wins, my struggles. I want you to see that I am here in the trenches with you and maybe learn from the real life stuff that plays out between me and my kids. I don't want to promise that a second episode is going to happen every week just yet. I want to see if I can get into the rhythm of releasing a second episode every week, but that's the goal. And also, I'm going to be sharing once a month or so an interview with one of the clients from my group coaching program called Chaos to Connection. This is going to allow you to hear about their stories, where they were before they found me, about the transformation that they have had in their family. And my hope is that some of you are going to see yourselves in these stories and you're going to feel less alone. So that'll be, like I said, once a month or so, you're going to get to hear one of those stories. And I hope that that's going to be super inspirational for you as well. So that's the big news. I am super excited to support you as you raise your highly sensitive child to be resilient. So today we're going to talk about five not so obvious signs that you might be raising a highly sensitive child. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first, I just wanted to say, if you are not sure, even after listening to this, if you're not sure whether you have a highly sensitive child, go take my free quiz. Go to raisedresilient.com forward slash quiz. And this quiz will show you exactly where your child falls on the sensitivity spectrum. So again, that's raisedresilient.com forward slash quiz. Go take that quiz. Who doesn't love a quiz, right? I know I do. So even if you're sure that your child is highly sensitive, that might be a fun thing for you to do. Now, before I share the five not so obvious signs that you're raising a highly sensitive child, I wanted to just talk a little bit about what high sensitivity even is to begin with. And I will probably do a whole episode on this because you can really dive deeper into this, but just to scratch the surface here, high sensitivity is essentially a temperament. It is a personality variation. Highly sensitive kids are essentially more affected by their environment than other kids. They feel things more deeply. They experience their feelings in a deeper and more intense way than kids who might be a little bit less sensitive. 
Also, sensitivity exists on a spectrum. So some kids might be more sensitive than others. So you could have a highly sensitive child who falls on the very, very highly sensitive end of that spectrum. And you could have a child who falls on the milder end of that spectrum, but it is a spectrum. And so not all highly sensitive kids are going to present exactly the same. Some kids are going to be really sensitive to sensory input and stimuli, and some kids are going to be more emotionally sensitive. You've heard me say before on this podcast that I am raising a highly sensitive, deeply feeling kid of my own. And what I've realized in working with parents these past six months and really diving into the research on high sensitivity is that I am actually raising three, not one, but three highly sensitive kids. Now, they all present very differently, okay? Their sensitivity manifests very differently, and they are in different places on that spectrum. And I'll share more as we go about how that sensitivity manifests for each of my kids and what kinds of parenting strategies are effective. But I just wanted to say I've recognized very clearly signs of high sensitivity in all of my kids. And let's be honest, they come by it honestly. My husband and I are both highly sensitive people. I've known this about myself my entire life. My husband has known this about himself his entire life. So two highly sensitive people have three highly sensitive kids. That makes sense. And I will say that parenting them doesn't feel like I am just trudging through the mud all the time because I have the strategies that I teach parents. And so that leads me into my next thought, which is that high sensitivity is not a clinical diagnosis. It is not even a problem necessarily. It's simply a temperament. But where it becomes a problem is if we are not equipped with the parenting strategies and the perspective we need to parent our highly sensitive kids effectively, which is exactly what I'm going to share with you on this podcast. So you're in the right place. And if you know that you are parenting a highly sensitive child and you're really struggling, if you find that you need more support than you can get by listening to this podcast, go to raisedresilient.com forward slash breakthrough and schedule a breakthrough session with me where we're going to figure out what's not working, where you want to get to in your parenting. And if I can help, I will tell you what that looks like. So if you need more support, go schedule that free breakthrough session today. I would love to talk with you. All right, let's jump into these five not so obvious signs that you are raising a highly sensitive child. And this comes directly from my clinical work and from the work I've been doing with families in my coaching program these past six months. These are signs that almost every one of these families was seeing, and they're not necessarily the most obvious. So let's jump in. So the first sign that you might be raising a highly sensitive child is that your child has huge reactions to seemingly small or insignificant things. So maybe your child gets upset at just the slightest discomfort in their clothing, or your child goes from zero to 60 when they have to leave the playground, even if they've been there already for hours. Maybe your child totally loses it when their sibling does something they don't like. If you are constantly looking at your child and thinking, why is this such a big deal? Oh my goodness, you are overreacting. Then you might be raising a highly sensitive child. And the reason for this is that even seemingly small discomforts feel really big to our highly sensitive kids. The second really common sign that I see is that your child does great at school and in sports, and with babysitters, and pretty much with anyone who's not you. But then they completely fall apart at home. I have talked to so many parents who are just like, I don't get it. My kid is like this model student. And then she comes home and she is a completely different kid. 
my kids absolutely fall into this category. They do amazing at school and they would never show their teachers the big emotions and challenging behaviors that we see at home sometimes. I was also seeing this as a child therapist. The highly sensitive kids that I was working with in therapy would come into therapy and hold it together and do really well and then go home and have massive meltdowns. I was literally getting videos from parents saying, this is what's happening at home. I know you don't see that in session, but this is what's happening. And I would say, I believe you, but they're never going to show me that side of themselves because I'm not their safe attachment figure. And I could, and I will do a whole separate episode on why therapy is not the right intervention for highly sensitive kids who are struggling. And this is actually why I started working directly with parents. But that's, like I said, for another episode. For now, just understand that it is often true of highly sensitive kids that they hold it together everywhere else and fall apart at home. Now, the third sign that your child might be highly sensitive is that your child has perfectionistic tendencies. Does your child need everything to be just so? Do they have a meltdown when their drawing doesn't turn out the way they wanted it to? Are they their own worst critics when it comes to academics and extracurriculars? Do they move very quickly into shame and I'm a bad kid when they make a mistake or when you try to correct their behavior? So again, this happens because highly sensitive kids experience their emotions so deeply that they are constantly trying to avoid the discomfort of big emotions. Being in control of their environment and their performance is a great way to avoid big feelings. And so that's what they try to do. Now, over time, this strategy is going to fail because we're human and we have a whole wide range of emotions and we can't control our environment to avoid our emotions. That's just never going to be a good long-term strategy. But that is certainly what our highly sensitive kids try to do. The fourth not-so-obvious sign that you might be raising a highly sensitive child is that when things don't go their way, they blame you. So this one really got me as a first-time mom. I remember my oldest would say things to me like, you made me fall, or it's your fault that I did that. And I was like, what? Like, I wasn't even near you. How are you drawing that conclusion? So if you've got a kiddo who often externalizes blame, it's your fault I fell. You made me do it. I missed that shot because of you. You might be raising a highly sensitive child. And again, this happens because our highly sensitive kids are so uncomfortable with those big feelings inside them. It feels so much safer to externalize that, to project those feelings onto you, their safe attachment figure. And the fifth sign that you might be raising a highly sensitive child is that when you go to talk to your child about their feelings or the impact of their behavior, they completely shut down. Okay, so you might be trying to process the meltdown from this morning and just you bringing that up causes yet another meltdown. Or maybe you try to get your child's input on why they got so upset over something so seemingly small, but they push you away. They say, go away, I hate you, you're the worst mom ever or they get super silly, or they put their fingers in their ears and they pretend not to hear you. This is so common with highly sensitive kids. And again, it happens because they go so quickly to shame. And so even thinking about something that maybe they did that wasn't the best choice is too overwhelming for them. So those are my five signs that might not be so obvious, 
that often point to high sensitivity as a personality trait. Now, there are definitely more than five of these not-so-obvious signs, and I will do more episodes like this in the future so that you can continue to get a sense of what high sensitivity looks like. So that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. I am so thrilled to be back, and I will catch you in the next episode. Want to continue the conversation and connect with other parents who get it? Join our free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash raised resilient. I can't wait to see you in there. And if you loved today's episode, I'd be so honored if you'd share it with a friend who needs it. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we've got this.